Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 147 of the Eve's Drop podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify and Factor. We have uh, Kenny Vaccaro, CEO of uh, Gamers First, also known as G1, ex-NFL player, uh, safety, yep. super fast. <laughs> All right. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. You, were, you were fast? I mean, I was, I was quick. Yeah. Explosive. Not like four. These guys are running four twos, four threes now, even linebacker and D-Lemon yeah. so I knew I had to. It was time. But you, you were there like what total of a seven year career or eight eight year career? Yeah, I probably could have played two or three more years, but I wanted to focus full time on G one. All right. Well, I wanted uh, I wanted to have you on, and I, we've been trying to get this podcast done for a minute. Um, obviously, like I interesting people that come into the space. Obviously, like um, I I almost feel like everybody in the space needs to be more open armed when when people like, like like you come in instead of being like you know sort of a bit apprehensive or gatekeepers at times like yeah. you know what i'm saying did you get any 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 friction or anything coming in i th- i thought there'd be more but honestly not as much yeah um like like hastro guys like that reaching out when i made the announcement um a lot of orgs really i mean i haven't really met too many other owner ceos though there's not too many guys like you that are more hands-on in the scene in the mix oh yeah i don't i haven't met them yet are you are you hands-on yeah i had to back up a little bit be more on the business side yeah Cause I can't control every, you know, when the guys are competing yeah. in sports, I can control it. Yeah, yeah, I can't. So I'm like, ah, can't, can't say anything. When it comes to roster composition and all that stuff, do you, do you, uh, do you have a hand in that? Do you leave that to your GMs or do you just leave it to the players the way that I do? I leave it to the GMs, the yeah. players. I mean, the players. I mean, players win the games. Players win championships. I think they're the most important piece. But you do. I think you need that leadership role, that voice, that alpha male kind of giving them direction. But yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I'll make a suggestion, yeah. but. Yeah, that's yeah. It. I think I think you coming, uh, you know, into this thing as a player, yeah. um, you you sort of understand the the importance of allowing a player to be a player and have like his own mentality towards it, right? You guys are the guys on the front lines, therefore you guys know better than, you know, you, you do. And sometimes to a fault, and I and I will say that that at times there's been, uh, most recently with the decision, obviously that they had at the beginning of the year where. Uh, they wanted to make a change, you yeah. know. I was, I was like, you know, I'm like, you know, very supportive of mm-hmm. of of, uh, of the players, and I thought in the back of my head, I'm like, you guys are fucking up, you guys are dumb. I'm done. I got these same things going in my head. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? They know best. I stepped back in the best, and you know, ultimately, we ended up uh, doing the 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 right thing, the only thing to do, the right thing, which was uh, to to keep the Call of Duty roster the way that it was. Oh yeah. Freak accident or freak uh, scenario with Illy being, you know, his thumb, you know, sort of getting a little something on it and damaging the Crazy. the entire season. Like, uh, it was good. But, I mean, obviously we had success from the beginning. Oh, yeah. So, for me, it was like, this was a freak year. But yeah. I know the pressure that Seth has on his, on, on his shoulders and all the, pr- the pressure that the rest of the players have on their shoulders. And I wanted to, to sort of be like, you know what, I have to understand the fact that I know – that Seth only has a limited amount of time to go. Mm-hmm. And not because of uh, skill or passion. It's just like he's he's done with that with mm-hmm. that level 100%. of a of a thing. I do say though, and I and I have said it into the, my camera as I'm vlogging in secret, I I said that, you know, if uh, if they have a really good year and this is this is where the rest of the players can can sort of help yeah. you know, keep keep uh keep the Call of Duty scene where, where it's at, uh, in terms of viewership, I I, I I'm like, you know, it if you guys, everybody gives it their all this one year, almost certain Skump can come back. He says no. 
Yeah. I mean, it's the Tom Brady thing with Skump, right? You think he's going to ride off in the sunset, but I don't know. Well, we don't know yet. We'll see. Right? Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully. Vibe's oh. got to be good. I huh? say, yeah. The vibe's got to be great. And I, and I think um, I think they are. I think that the vibes are good, and that's never that hasn't been the problem. Yeah. The problem came when that freak scenario happened with with yeah. Ilya's thumb. Had that not happened, I only imagine what that could have been. Yeah, you can't control it. It's, yeah. and it, and you you can't blame them either. But it's like, damn, yeah. my teammate. So tell me a little bit about yourself. You're from Texas originally. Yeah. Like, t- t- tell me your story. Brownwood, Texas. Well, um, the way that I say it is. Who, wait, no, who are you today? We'll ask you that later. Yeah, so, yeah tell me. Brown, Brown, I'm going Brownwood, Texas, small town, um, like 20,000 people. Pretty much grew up. You've seen the movie Friday Night Lights? I have. That's exactly how I grew up. Um, Odessa Permian, those teams, I played against them. A small town kid. I um, played high school um, football, ended up getting you know, 40, 30 to 40 scholarships. Um, ended up picking Texas because me and my dad were a fan since you remember the Vince Young days yep. back in 05 but Reggie Bush of course of course um, I literally can remember sitting in our trailer me and my brother who's filming us um, saying one day I'm going to go there and uh, my dad saying yeah yeah we'll see we'll see he ended up passing away when I was 15 but I ended up committing to the University of Texas three years later um, graduated senior year ended up being All-American and I got drafted first round to the Saints but while all this is going on I'd always been a gamer yeah. I remember me and my brother Four or five years old playing RuneScape. RuneScape, hell yeah! I still, I mean, I still play it. I just recently got 99 Slayer. Right, I tell people all the time. Yeah, I didn't just play FPS games. I like the yeah, yeah, yeah. all the other nerdy nerdy games. I played them all. So I just been a, a lifetime gamer, and yeah. really that's how the name came up, Gamers First, because I felt like I was a gamer even before I, mm-hmm. I picked up a football. So now we have uh, we have G1. Yep. We have uh, G2. We have yeah. G, was it G3? Is there a G3? There Is might there be G3? there might be one. Oh no, it was three G. It's an old Call of Duty an old Call of Duty clan called Three G. Yeah. Led by this dude named Eulogy, I believe. And then uh, you know, four G the channel. Yeah. Um that's dope though. I I, I do like the the concept behind, you know, Gamers First. I didn't because, really know G two. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't know I didn't really follow no, CSGO no, no, like that. Yeah, so yeah, when yeah. I when we, we when we started the org, then Jake Lucky reports this thing. It's, yeah, he yeah. was just kinda yeah, coming yeah. up. Yep. Who's this fake G two, right? Whatever. Oh and no, he didn't. Full circle though, he put his, his tour bus pulled up to our facility mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. year. I was, I was giving him a hard time about. It. I'm like, I remember that shit you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Called him out immediately. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, look, you know, it's it's uh it's it's a big world, and you don't know what you don't know. Uh, yeah. When I when I picked my graffiti name, I didn't know that there was like four hexes already. Man. I was just, you know, obviously this was pre-internet, and I'm 13 years old. And you know Hector, and then Rodriguez Z at the end. I'm like, yeah, oh, Hex, right? That's what I'm gonna write. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's uh, that's that's interesting that you obviously grew up in Texas. Yep. You is, is this is this your favorite like state to be in? Oh yeah. I, I grew up I grew up in Juarez, Mexico, and then moved to Chicago. But I always knew I was gonna end up in Texas. Always knew. Yeah, I mean, I love Cali weather, but just Texas is home. I mean, I I've been pretty much all around the country, and. I always knew, especially Austin, Texas. Yeah. When you go to that school, yeah. And the relationships I've made, the people that I'm, I've got the pleasure of meeting, like it was a no-brainer for me. Have you had a chance to go to Austin? Been, Hell been Austin? yeah, yeah. I've been to Austin a bunch of times. Um, too hot for me, too humid, uh, or is it is it the other one? No, Houston's the humid, right? Oh yeah, it's not. Houston's it's, a swamp. It's kind of like Dallas. Yeah, Austin is. Maybe no. a little bit more humid, maybe. No, it's way hotter. 100% way hotter. 100%. Really? Big timer who lives here in, in Frisco, yeah. uh, he hasn't almost died the way that he almost died when he went to Austin. 
Yeah. Literally, almost. I looked like that that the pumpkin back there, just like red everywhere. Sun poisoning, uh, you name it. Like he had the whole. He 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 had um he got melanoma from that shit. Got got it removed. You know, like skin, like skin was that bad. Yeah, <clears throat> I may be making that shit up, but he'll understand because you know he knows I talk shit. Uh, but no, he did he did uh he did get super burnt, and we're like nah. Now, I know Mexico is hot. Yeah, yeah. knowing <laughs> what I know now, though, bro. Yeah. I would have moved to Austin. Mm-hmm. I would have picked Austin or maybe even San Antonio because Dallas, as awesome as it is, Frisco, as lovely as mm-hmm. it is, no tacos, man. There isn't a good taco place for 30 to 45 minutes. No. No, there is not. And that, to me, is is what would have been a deciding factor on whether or not my family and I moved here or whether where, where Optic moved here because it wasn't um, – it just wasn't – you know, it's I, I just I just thought that because it's Texas and the amount of Mexicans that live here that nah. it's gonna be good fucking tacos. I feel like Dallas I don't know if I ever had a taco in Dallas. Austin has so many yeah. good food oh, trucks, man. it's everywhere. Yeah, Every what's corner. that seventh street? What's that the main street? Sixth street. Sixth street. Sixth street, uh Nate Shad and I used to go to this one little fucking it was just like a little booth, taco booth. In like the on mid- the street? Yeah, on the street. Yeah. He would he would just get some some taco, get like fucking four and just yeah. douse them shits in the in the green salsa, but yeah, no, Austin, I, I like Austin. I like San Antonio. Uh, Houston is cool, but, you know, Dallas is where I live, so I'm going to have to ha- have to be cool with it. Yeah, Austin has a lot of creators, too. I mean, OTK's oh, you, up there. You, yeah, you, YouTubers, yeah. That was big. Yeah, um, yeah, OTK, I mean, Snipe Down, he's, he, Eric's become a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Cypher, he comes into our gym, PK, Ali. There's just a lot, a lot of people. I didn't even know yeah. it. So, so your facility is more like it's got a gym in it also? Or what yeah, so it's it's kind of built like you. Like I have three businesses that I've invested in and own. I, I brought them all together. Mm-hmm. We have the gym, the collective. It's smack dab downtown on South okay. Congress. Um, it's called the collective? Yeah, it's called the collective. Matt's going to show me a picture right now. And then we put the um, our facility right on top. Because some of the stuff that I'm trying to do with the gamers, like yeah. the optimization, yeah. you can't push it on them. You know gamers, it's, it's no, got to be, it's gotta, you got to show them the way. Yeah, of course. It, you know what I mean? That's the whole thing. People ask, how come... Other people have been successful. And I'm like, because you can't just throw them some meals. I'm doing it with them. I'm working out yeah, with yeah, them. I'm yeah. doing the same things they're doing. But it's also got to be convenient because you know, how it is a creator, a YouTuber. You're not. You can't call them and say, "Hey, drive 30 minutes to the gym." No, it's got to be downstairs. Yep. So yep. strategically, we, we wanted we wanted that to happen. So when Optic first started, when we first started to look for investment in 2016, we visited with uh, Dan Gilbert's people in Detroit. Uh, yeah, let me see that. So we're looking. Just yeah, try to fast forward a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that's just the gym. This is the fashion boutique I put in the front because I've always been into it. That's when Jake. Oh, came Jake, out. lucky kind of fit, huh? Yeah, that's Long what I was hair. telling him. Eat a burger, Jake. That's when we we're first opening. So, so you have an apparel store also? Yeah, yeah. I that's, put a fashion boutique like that's right in the front. Fucking sick. Um, I mean, fashion. I saw you with the reverse uh, with the reverse mocha on. Oh, yeah, yeah. You like yeah. those? Those are those are probably the, my favorite colorway. All of them. Yeah. My my problem with um. With uh, with Travis Scott's is that I just don't ever listen to Travis Travis Scott. So me buying shoes is the, the, his shoes are a little bit like ah. Yeah. But I did get the two the two uh the two mochas. I love his the the, the color tones he uses. I'm yeah. More, I'm more of that you know, light brown earthy. The mochas, um, reverse mochas. Dude, I even like the fragments, the blue, black, and white yeah, ones. Not my thing. Yeah, I uh, and I probably wear them the least, but no, nah, I mean Travis Scott. That whole brand, Cactus Jack, he's done a good job with Very it outside of music. Hell yeah. Really good job. Absolutely. You seen the sixes he did? I did. Like, I see you in the end of the Jays. Yeah, you're, yeah, You're friends with Scotty. 
Scotty, yeah, beat me up, Scotty. I remember when he was working at Status Quo in Austin, Texas. Oh yeah, in Austin, Texas. He's the, he's, he's the homie, homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. so Scotty E and and uh, and my man Full Fit Larry. Private selection, yeah. Yeah, private selection. Um, We're kind of competing now, I guess. I, but I'm more getting to the fashion boutique side. He's yeah. more of like streetwear shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think I think uh, when he hears you say that, he's gonna be like, "Well, we're all of that, right?" Cause we'll see. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, nah, he's my he's my <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, no, yeah. But um, I've been I've seen his story. He's got the Supreme. He's got the you know all these hype. I would it would be obey type yeah. brands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't really have. What like, do you guys have? Like a Mary and like some Louis Vuitton, D- Dior. Like there's no fashion in Austin. And I and when I was in the NFL, I'd come back if I wanted to go out. There was nothing for me to really get. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of Fear of God, right? Yep. yep. Um, Jerry Lorenzo, essential, especially the essential, essential line. Yep. Um, Casablanca, Rude. I'm a big fan of Rude. Rude. There's all these brands coming out, and then Austin didn't have any. So I'm wait, like, Rude or Rune? Rude. Have you heard Rude? Of Rude? Yeah, by Ruigi. Oh yeah. 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 So. They don't. Have, they didn't have it there. So that's that's part of the reason why I started in Austin. Just like bringing our org there too, as well. Mm-hmm. There was really no org that's kind of planted their flag in Austin, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, think? It was, I think it was the same the same thing here in Texas, where there was uh, a limited amount of, uh, of of opportunity for people to go and get right in Chicago. And oh, yeah. I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. Like I'm from from uh, grew up in Wheeling, Illinois, uh, then moved to Round Lake Beach, and then from there to Schaumburg. But like there was we had to go to the, into the city to get some stuff in the malls we had unlimited gear oh, which yeah. is where i worked at no no i worked at yeah i worked at unlimited gear which was all the mecca fubu pnb like yeah. all the old school uh brands uh but i was super into like eddie bauer nautica you know north face and all the all, all those sort of yeah, brands yeah. um so so you're more boutique high-end fashion sort of stuff i've done both right i mean i kind of i've kind of graduated as i you know played in the nfl and i just i've always liked it my whole life and I just really knew I knew Austin didn't it needed they needed to add it to the city because they had nothing. Yeah, Chicago has everything though. I go there, they got the go yards, they had the top brands. Yeah, um, back in the day we had to go to this place called uh, Tony Sports, and we had to travel. And obviously we're from the suburbs, so you know. And I'm not saying the suburbs that we c- came from weren't like a little ghetto, but they were still not like city. You know, and I mean, and back in the day, like all you heard was word of mouth shit, yeah. so you couldn't really like. Do the research and see whether or not they were hyping it up, or if it was really that bad. <laughs> but gangs of the '90s were definitely fucking. We bad. were wearing Fat Albert. I remember. Fubu, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean John. I remember back in the day. Jinko. I don't know if you remember yeah, that brand. Of course. I mean, yeah. I'm 42. I'm 10 years older than you. 11 okay, yeah. years older. Than you, so yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah yeah. 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 All those brands. Yeah. Jinko's Jinko was good. I I did. Uh, I I liked the Jinko's more from the jean side than it was for the from the parachute Mine was the jeans. Yeah, yeah. Jeans. yeah the parachute Flamehead, I think was one of them. I mean, and then there was. Do you remember the, the weird Ed Hardy days? Yeah, never got into. I never it. got into it. But no. like, there was like a fad there. Oh yeah, not me. The rhinestones and shit. Not my thing. I've always <laughs> been like, this is what I. This is what you this are, you and are? this is what it is. And uh, and you know when people will say it's like, dog, you're 42. What do you dress like that? None of my boys say that, right? But like people like on, on comments and shit, the fucking the 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 loud minority. They uh, they'll be like, yo, you can be dressed like you're old, dress up. Oh, I'm, like, stay fresh, I'm like, always. I've been 1997, been dressed like this. I, I've known who I who been I driven. am. And not that I don't have plenty of suits to to suit up when I need to, but I'm the same way. I'm going to a meeting just like this. Yeah, it's gonna stay the same. Yeah. Well, I get old, especially with the way you dress. Yeah. And my kids making fun of me, telling nah, me I'm washing shit. No, no, no. Hell no. You gotta be way fresher than them. You gotta put them on game. I do. I mean, we listen to the same music. It's my generation's weird because I feel like I'm never gonna stop. You know, yeah. what I mean? like growing with them. No, no, like no. Like a new artist comes out, he's dope. Yeah. Am I just gonna not like him anymore because no, I'm older? No. Are you like that? No. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm the worst when it comes to music. 
I am, uh, Hitch says that I'm a weirdo, and it's true because I, my brain has disallowed for new artists to come in there. Like, I don't listen to anything that isn't, like, early 90s, late 90s hip-hop. So, whether it was, like, I'm going to tell you how, how crazy it is. If you were to take the the data from my phone and every iPhone that I've ever owned, I can guarantee you that never or maybe not more than five times have I ever searched Kanye West to play a song from Kanye West. Never have I searched a... I know you searched Drake before. Yeah, well, so Drake, obviously, because of who he is he's and who rapper. he's become. Yeah, he's a rapper, he, too. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, he, he's infiltrated. Mac Miller only. J. Cole? You, nah. like a, you don't like J. Cole? I do like J. He Cole. I saw like the freestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I did. But I don't listen to any of his music. Okay. When he when he did that that viral moment that he had on a breakfast. Killed um, uh, uh, it. Yeah, uh, murdered it. I was oh like, I was like, yo, I, I show Hitch. I'm like, yo, this is the type of shit that, that yeah. I like. You Eminem. know what I'm saying? Eminem? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, early, early, early 90s. Like, uh, Jay Z? Nah, Jay Z guy. Nah, oh. I, I've heard some of the songs. He's still going though, man. No, he, yeah, it's like look, 50. still rapping. If it's on, like, I'll even know the songs because that's how big of an artist he oh, became, yeah, yeah. right? But for me to just like click and and pick, like, nah, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Wu Tang Clan, Mob Deep, uh, you know, uh, underground rap, like that's Pac Biggie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah, you know, yeah. once, uh, not not so much Pac as much as Biggie. Yeah. yeah. Um, most East Coast rap for me is what was the was the go to. Like even Chicago rappers, like uh, uh, Crucial Conflicts, some songs. Not not I don't I don't search for it. Common, Common, yeah, uh, old 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 Common yeah, when it was Common Sense before he was um, uh, acting. The Roots, obviously from Philadelphia. Like early hip hop, '90s hip hop is like that. Anything beyond that, like it takes a lot for me to even. Just play it, yeah. yeah. Drake, because of, of who he became, great, great music, obviously, good rapper, and all all the all the boys that I hung around with were playing it, right? All my um, all my players, they were they were playing it. Uh, Nature used to listen to Mac Miller a lot, and that's okay. how I got introduced to 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 Mac Miller, and I sort of let him let him get into my rotation of of uh, of songs, but. Yeah, yeah. Formals on Drake, twenty four seven. Uh, yeah, Matt. Dashy. Yeah, like they. I mean, everyone is. You know, he's like the, yeah. the most streamed artist. I think. I I remember listening to him back in like so far gone days. Literally, he came to Austin. I think it was like fifty dollars a ticket. He's in a he's in some camo camo shorts, black shirt. This is before he became Drizzy Drake. You yeah, know, the, the Drake he is now. Oh yeah. I remember being on stage like like the football team. We thought we were all cool standing up with it, and then ten years later, now he's horrible. yeah. Same with the weekend. Yeah. The week, nah, not my thing. No, I like his old stuff, man. When it was yeah. like he was a little bit darker. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a weirdo. I, I do agree with Hitch in that, in that, in on, on the fact that I just, I'm, I'm a weird person that doesn't. I like the shit that I like, and I, I can't see R&B? myself. Uh, only when I'm with my girl. Okay, you know when I'm with Jude. I, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, I can't, I, I can't be in a car like crying and shit. Freestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah, have you ever heard freestyle? Not, not freestyle like, uh, like rap freestyle, but it's a, uh, it's like '90s. It's like freestyle romantic, like yeah. electro songs, uh, like um, what the fuck's his name? Um, like Diamond Girl, ooh oh, Di- like that shit, yeah. like old school. I, shit. I remember just like Usher confessions, like Jagged Edge back in the day. You know those names? I do. You know I, I mean? do. Yeah, like, of course. They were just they were. Yeah, crazy. Room One Twelve, like all you know, all my boy Peaches, and, Peaches, Peaches and Cream. Peaches and Cream. Those are fun. all my boys, right? Now that's not that's not me. I couldn't yeah, listen to. No, them. I don't. Just you don't buy about. If yeah. it comes on though, you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, and and it's gotten worse over the years. Like I don't, you know, Proofy 
once made fun of me because we were we were taking a road trip from Chicago to Ohio yeah. for a competition, and you know, like an hour into it, he's like, "Yo, you don't listen to any fucking music," and then everybody started laughing. I'm like, "I'm like, damn, I don't listen to any music, podcasts, you know, shit that educates me without yeah. me low effort education is what I'm into." You know, some, if, if something interests me, I'll put the podcast on and then something will hit me and I'll be like, oh, fuck. And then I'll, I'll go back and then re, re-listen to it and as, I'm as, a weirdo. Yeah, as I've gotten older, I kind of do the same thing. I used to listen to music, put my playlist on, and then I started listening to things that are going to educate me on at certain aspects of yeah. esports business, just keeping up with the world, right? Because yeah. it's just... The internet, the speed of the world is just so fast right right Dude. now. You can get out of touch quick. You know, we're about to be into Web three. You know what I'm saying? Like, think it's just going by so fast. So, all right. So, so back to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was your high school like? Were you you, you were were you, did you just play football? Did you play basketball? You, uh, you're basketball. Um, pretty much like once football. Once I got that football in my hands in middle school, I really honed in on it. I mean, I did track my whole life. I mean, I actually, you know, one state, broke the state record in the 400 meter, like when I was 10 years old. My mom started training me when I was probably four or five years old. Every day I was running um, and ended up going to nationals. I remember racing against Robert Griffin, uh, RG3, yeah, like yeah. one of the fastest in the country. He was yeah, like a yeah. foot taller than me when we were 10. It was crazy. Jesus. Um, we were racing out in Hartford, Connecticut. And then, yeah, once I got to middle school and then I started hitting people and that aggression, I just loved it. I don't know. Um, and I just honed in on it in, in high school. I didn't, I didn't really you didn't play anything I, else. I played basketball, but I didn't take it seriously. Not, like not on the team or on the team? On the team. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I just didn't take it. It's not as serious as football. Um, there was just something special to me. Yeah. How big was your high school? 4A, but we were like the smallest 4A at the time, probably in the, in the state of Texas. Uh, I graduated with, Kevin, do you know? We graduated with 300. It was like 290. So like everybody knew everybody. Yeah. Like if something went down in the town, the town they knew about it. We're hanging out at like Waterburger and shit, Taco Bell, after games. There's no clubs. There's no. There's no like. There's no spots to hang out. There's nothing. 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 You know what? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to see how big Wheeling High School. Uh, 1700. Eight, yeah, 1800 students. Oh uh, yeah, that's around there. Massive. We had a we had a big big school. This was like I. I so I. I I was born in El Paso, Texas, so I'm an American-born immigrant, or that's what I call myself, because I, my parents kidnapped me, took me to Chicago when I was uh, 13 years old. So by the time that, or 14, so 15 freshman year, it was like the biggest melting pot ever. Oh, yeah. Right? You got Italian, you had, you had Polish, Russians, Koreans, Mexicans, obviously, like some Puerto Ricans, not too many, um, but it was a fucking melting pot. And because of that, there was a lot of tension sometimes. Oh, yeah. And uh, and as a freshman, like, the, all this shit was fucking brand new to me, right? Like, I not only not only did I come from a different country, not only did I not truly, fully understand the language as as, as good as I do now, but it was just, like, a, a, a brand new world. New rules, new new shit, right? So I was, uh, it, was, it was a bit of an adjustment uh, period for me. So, yeah, the 200, 200 seems, like, super, super low. Yeah, it was small, and, and small it, class. And in Texas, like, when we have a game, the whole city shuts down. I didn't realize in big cities it's not like that. No. Like, the whole – not everybody's going to the high school football game. I'm used to that. Yeah. That, like, you, they're, they're putting the clothes sign on, and everybody's going. So. Yeah. It was it was an experience. Um, I'm glad I got to have it though, because talking to my teammates once I got to the league and college, they're like, we didn't really have that type of support. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm used to. So you were used to the big crowds already, and then oh yeah, and then playing at Texas too, it's like 100,000 screaming. Yeah, you know the pressure that that does like give you a leg up, I think, because that is an element of uh, of competition that people don't often take into account. The fact that you can perform really well, you know, when you're comfortable, but when you have not only you know your people and there's 
tens of thousands of them, yep. but also their people, they have tens of thousands of them talking shit to you, then it sort of makes, you know. Think of that, 100,000 people, and then you got 100 million more people watching you, and then you get your family counting on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Your, your teammates. Jesus. That's why I try to tell my players, man, like, I've been there. Like, I'm, I'm not, I, don't, I haven't done it on the sticks, but I know what pressure yeah. is. I know what scrutiny is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being under a microscope is a athlete. bigger level, too. Dude, you do one little thing. You can get canceled. Like it's a high level. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, like, your yeah, mental yeah. fortitude has to be nuts when you're when yeah. you're playing professional. Yeah. No, that's uh that's a good approach. All right. So played played uh played in high school. Uh what did you go to college? Texas, University of Texas. Texas. Oh, you, that's yeah, why okay, I ended cool. up in Austin. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. That's right. So like there, obviously you had the same experience. How how was college for you? I mean were you a pop, super popular dude? Uh I mean, I got on campus. I'm, I'm coming from a small town to now this is a big city to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So Kevin, Kevin will laugh. I used to always, as soon as I found Sixth Street, I had to like reel myself back in because I had never been out, done anything. Yeah. So there was a there was a wild freshman year where I'm going out. We're enjoying it. We go to the national championship that year. We play Alabama uh, in the Rose Bowl. So I'm enjoying. You know, we're winning. I, I didn't redshirt. I actually ended up playing. I was just on kickoff. Yeah. Basically, I'd run down, run down, and bash my head into like 900 pounds of linemen every Jesus. game. Jesus. Just just because. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, Austin. It's grown so much over the years. It's it's not even the same city anymore. But it um, college was probably the, probably the best time of my life. Honestly, yeah. like I was still kind of broke. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. didn't have any money. I, I had a scholarship though. You know what I mean? I'm grinding. I'm hustling. Yeah, I'm trying to prove myself. I don't have as many worries. People are still kind of micromanaging, watching you. Um, so yeah, that was that period right there. I wouldn't I wouldn't take back. You're never gonna be as good as you are when you're hungry for something. Never. I look at my uh, my 36 year old self, 2016, yep. when we were about to get the the investment for Optic. That was the best. That was the best me ever. I was doing everything that I do today on a daily basis, from sponsorship calls to to managing the team, to helping the team, to taking the team to go get dentist appointments, to do all that. Creating. You sound like me. Creating yeah, a single piece of content every single fucking day, recording and editing it every single day, appearing in the Optic contents. Was doing my content. I've never been that good. To this day, I've never been that good. Yeah. I've never been able to find the balance that I found then where I had a, I had a, a okay family life. And when yeah. I say okay, I mean being present, right? Because as far as like my, my I, you know, my, my family's everything to me. But I, was, I wasn't as present as I am today. I have more time my at gosh, home. I see bro. them more, right? But... I would get up. I would shoot my vlog as I did my work. I shoot. I shot my vlog as we shot uh, things. I was. I was operating as a second camera for Hitch. I was operating like the drone me. for fucking Hitch, and yep. we were we were like producing a shit ton of content. But I was also doing the business side of it, yep. right? And and I'm, now it's just like almost impossible. I'm doing this. Down exactly my life. The last six months, the same thing. Yeah. Sponsorships. Trying to figure out different revenue streams that we can monetize. Yeah. Going to these competitions, you, you want to stay connected to your players. You don't want to be the hands-on guy. You want to be the, the owner that really cares. So we're still doing that. You're doing apparel. You're doing all of the, the editing, the videos. I mean, even to get to the point where it's like you are disconnected a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'll come home and the family's like, I'm tired, but I can't be tired because I got four boys counting on me. So balance is the main thing I had to yeah. learn and delegating some things too. That's a big thing for me is like yeah. attention to detail and trusting that somebody else can handle it and do it the exact same way and there's no f drop off because in yeah. sports you can't mess up the attention to detail is like if I, if I take one wrong step that's a touchdown now you got a hundred thousand booing you they yeah. want to cut you you might lose yeah. your job right so mm -hmm. for me i had to learn in business it's a little bit you kind of have to ease off the brakes but at the same time i think that's what make people great you know yeah. when they can execute like that yeah yeah I, again, this this is uh, you know when you said it was like I was, I was still kind of broke in college, and then so you're like that is 
that is the best thing to be like just hungry almost. for something yeah, yeah. and and you ne you'll never feel uh, you'll never fill that void ever i don't think so how did you manage that when you were doing all those different things well because i there was I, that was my lifestyle it was i didn't see it as, as work it's just something that Me i either. did and since there since the Cause it was like, all right, money, right? We were able to pay the bills yeah. for everything, and I loved what I was doing. I like it, it made it, it made it that much easier. Not that I don't love what I do now, no. but you know, back in the day, we didn't have a sales team. That was all me. We didn't have we GMs. That was all me. We didn't have. I, it was just me and the players. My wife, That's you know, crazy. handling the uh, the the accounting, but only preparing that for the accountant. Um, but yeah, no, no staff for like 10 years. It was just like, That's crazy. It, it wasn't until we sold that we had an employee. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm fortunate to have Cody and Hunter yeah. when, we, when we started it. But even then, as you scale, and you know this game, you got to go kind of fast in esports. There's no like really, you either got to do it or you're not going to do yeah. it. Um, we had more teams back then too. We had, uh, crazy, we, bro. We, we had Call we had of Duty, CSGO, uh, Gears of War, Halo. Uh, yeah. What else did, uh, I think, uh, oh, plus the creators, right? So... We had more. I had more teams back then with more people to manage by myself than I do now. And now I don't even know how the fuck I was able to do any of that because obviously yeah. with Matt as 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 my as my camera and editor, with Roger like managing all of the you know obviously he has a lot of help now. But you know even Paige like the the amount yeah. of shit that she does like I uh, I'm, I'm like man I, I used to be Superman and now I'm just a regular fucking mortal. Yeah, but you can be present. You can have energy. You can put your time into things that are big picture, high level. I get it. Yeah. Um, imagine just being a player ops person, like the, what yeah. they go through, booking the flights, hotels, all these problems. I, sure I don't have to imagine good. it. I'm just saying, just like for all <laughs> these teams, I'm, I don't know how you did it. That's crazy. By myself. I, I have every. I, what happens when they, like, tournaments cry, like, overlapped? Uh, it depends if I mean who who haven't I gone somewhere with was the the way that I that I, that okay. I saw it, uh, and luckily there wasn't that ma that much overlap. And sometimes, you know, one of the things, one of the best things that I that I ever did was to when you know convince the the CS:GO players, Tarek, Rush, Mixwell, uh, who was it, Naf, who uh, you know my my, yeah. my old team. And Stan, I don't think Stan came though, but I'm like, yo, you guys don't have a tournament this weekend. The Call of Duty team's playing in Texas. Do you guys want to go? So I will fly everybody down Same and thing. we were all like, we, we, wow. everybody, I mean, look, look at, uh, look at Halo in, uh, in Seattle. Like nobody was doing shit. Scump, Shotzi, yep. you know, we all there. came, it was right? Dope. That's, that's, that's some gang shit. And that's how we kind of came out the gates. Yeah. We mobbed out Good. and all these HES events. We yeah. don't really see too many people. I think I saw you in Raleigh. You pulled up. That was dope. But like you, every other org, they don't really, nah. they don't bring all their people. I don't want to get into names. No, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Do all yeah that. I know where you were going. I saw it. I heard it. Look, and and I, I don't blame them, right? Obviously, they, they they have their own lives, and just because I I committed to doing something doesn't mean that that's the right way to do it. But I know the importance that that it that it makes to be present for your players. Like so it important. is it is it is important. The reason that I started vlogging was because I couldn't tell my players be like, "Yo, create content," right? You're not doing it. And they're like, "Well, I'm I'm playing eight hours a day." So I'm like, you know, competing and shit. So I'm like, well, I'm doing eight hours worth of business work and I'm still creating and I'm still growing and look at look at the opportunity. Yeah, lead by example. That's exactly the same. I've always believed in that. Like, you're going to motivate them. If, if they don't do it, then it's just like, come on, man. I'm doing the same exact things you're doing. Yeah. And usually you, you have success when you, when, you, when you execute that way. My coach was like that in Tennessee Titans. Mike Brable, he was a player, right? Mm -hmm. he's, he's in the locker room, right? He's the same guy that if we're doing drills – like he'll get in there almost like he wants to put the pads on. But what happens when now we want to run through a brick wall for him every single game. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with, with the org, esports, it's the same exact way. Yeah. Your players want to ride out for you. Um, 
though. Yeah. yeah. No, I got, I got, there. I got really lucky to be able to be in the spot that I was in so early on because although I did start as a, uh, as a player for optic, I, um, I wanted to be a creator more than anything because I've, I've always been a creative person and, you know, creating videos was an outlet for me to, to do that. And then I was the oldest of the bunch. So I, I, I kind of had to, you know, take the ball and run with it and yeah. hold it. And I didn't set out to be a CEO, not my fucking cup of tea, not my jam, mm-hmm. but there's also, you know, it, it's just, you, you're sort of put in situations in life where you just have to either say, nah, not my thing. And then you look around and see the amount of people that, could benefit and can rely on you and then you're like i am that guy it's the same same thing i say to my guys all the time i have way too many people counting on me to yeah. stop like i'm gonna go hard every single day yeah especially like you said in the ceo and a person that's driving the company forward the vision execution like you got to get it done yeah it's not about yourself you know yeah yeah that's why i'm the creative executive officer <laughs> i'm gonna take a quick break and then i want to get into how you got into esports because i know you've been playing but like what made you say what made you do the craziest shit that you've ever done and say, you know what, I'm going to fucking start an esports team. We'll be right back. I wanted to say hello to the first sponsor of the podcast uh, for this episode is Shopify. Now, Shopify has been around for a very long time. Optic has been utilizing it from the beginning of time. The second that we're able to, uh, that is our platform of choice uh, that we use to sell stuff. Because can we talk about notifications for a second? Who actually leaves those on? I don't, unless it's the ka from another Shopify sale that we have uh, when we have a drop. You know, Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere, whether your thing is vintage T-shirts, recipes, cool T-shirts, wall art, uh, game room art, whatever it is, you can sell it and ship it on Shopify. With Shopify, you create an online store that is like completely your look and your vibe. You can discover new customers and grow the following that keeps them coming back. Shopify has all the channels sorted so your business keeps growing from an in-person point of sale uh, system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform even across social media platforms like tiktok facebook and instagram and thanks to 24 7 support and free libraries full of educational content shopify has got you every step of the way it's how every single minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with shopify and you will be too uh, like I said, right? So all of my wall art, all of the uh, the prints, all the art, all of the skate decks, the bats, everything that we've ever done uh, is sold through Shopify. We've used it for T-shirts and all that stuff. But that's the, that's the obvious stuff. It's the it's the toys and all the collectibles that we sell also on there that give it an opportunity to do that. Uh, even with uh, with uh, Pine Park, right? We sell seeds through through that, or it's coming. We're coming, something like that. Uh, anyway, when you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, you do it with Shopify, the e-commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and on the globe. No matter the size, whether you're a startup or a massive one, Shopify has got you covered. Go on, try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So for me, obviously Shopify is the easiest platform that I use. I uh, That is how, like I said, I determine uh, sales, what's working, what's not working, what people are interested, what people are not interested. So for me, Shopify has been the uh, the the platform that I use to make all of our sales, right? And right now you can sign up for free, for a free trial at shopify.com slash eavesdrop. That is shopify.com slash eavesdrop. I'll put the uh, link in the description. All lowercase eavesdrop, by the way. Don't mess it up. Um, and if you go to shopify.com slash eavesdrop to start selling online today. So again, I'll leave the link in the description down below. Go check it out. Again, all shapes and sizes. If you're starting a brand new uh, apparel brand or if you're starting a pottery, if you're starting a knitting company. My wife, who does leashes, 
is using like she just set up her Shopify. I don't know when those leashes are gonna go on sale. She wants to do custom. She wants to do. Uh, I don't know. Trying to help her figure that out. But Shopify is gonna be our uh, our platform of choice. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, the next sponsor for this podcast is Factor. Now you guys have heard us talk about Factor every single time that we get a new shipment. Maddie and I split it. He takes some of it. I take some of it. Uh, and with the bustling holiday season just around the corner, it is perfect time to plan ahead with Factor. A ready-to-eat meal delivery, they shop, they prep, they cook, and they deliver straight to your door so that you can enjoy a chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals during the holidays, minus the hassle, of course. Plus, with 34 meals per week, including Gourmet Plus, Keto, Calorie Smart, Vegan, Plus Veggie, Plus 36 weekly add-ons, you'll have plenty of nutritious, great tasting flavorful options that you can choose from my holidays are already jam-packed as they are we have christmas around the corner more closely we have uh thanksgiving around the corner now we have thanksgiving at the hex quarters thanksgiving with my family uh, you know the, the the whole nine yards right and then it just gets gets super super uh packed so luckily factors fresh never frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast when i'm on the go and i have save uh i, I can save time with meals delivered ready to eat and heat in just two minutes uh factor not offers 34 meals per week plus 36 uh, add-on options like smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep me going no matter what I have going on. Factor is cheaper than dining out and put some more money in your pocket, money that you can, ex- you know, sort of spend on holiday fun and you time. Thanks to Factor's commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can now fully enjoy a flavorful, full chef-crafted meals guilt-free. That's the most important part, guilt-free, because they are healthy for you. When things get hectic during the holidays, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week or pause and reschedule and schedule the delivery times that suit you and your needs better. Factors, no prep, no mess meals have saved me so much time on planning and cleaning up so I can fully enjoy the holidays without wasting hours in the kitchen. Factor has everything I need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats in addition to ready-to-eat meals. They have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep me energized during the frantic holiday times, and as I'm sure that you can relate. And right now, if you head to gof.factor75.com slash hex60 and use code hex60 with a three uh, to get 60% off your first box, that is code H3CZ60 at gof.factor75.com slash hex60 to get 60% off of your first box. I'm going to leave a link in the description since it got a little bit too, too hectic, but I'll give it to you again. If you go to go.factor75.com slash H3CZ60 and use code HEX60, H3CZ60, you can get 60% off of your first box. Don't sit around. Don't wait. Get going. Not only are you going to enjoy your meals, but you're going to be a little bit more happy knowing the fact that you just didn't eat anything and everything that came through your uh, doorway. So uh, be mindful of the things that you put into your body. Let uh, Factor help you and uh, click the link in the description, H3CC60 at checkout so that you can get 60% off for your meal. Gosh, 60% off? Back to my man, Kenny Vaccaro. So thanks again, uh, Shopify and Factor, for sponsoring the podcast. We certainly appreciate it. Um, right, right before we went to break, I wanted to ask you, like, obviously, you had this this, this mm-hmm. successful football career. You're you're like a, a super athlete. You're playing mm-hmm. in, in on the biggest stage in the world with everybody fucking looking at you. Yeah, yeah. Um, what 
led like you, you said that you know people were, you started to see people younger people be faster and faster and you're like you know it's time for me to uh, did you just say you know what i want to i want to leave at this level or no it it was, really, ever, it, it was g1 like i had already started a lot of people don't know we did the press release right in 2000 last year but we really g1 had started 2020 um, we originally started as content a content creator org in destiny yeah because i was in oh sure. let's take you back before that yeah um, I was grinding Destiny, just like it's like you want to play, you grind. I get to compete. It fills a void in my heart every time I come home, and I get to just get on the game and compete. And I don't got to play football, right? Um, and my other founder, Hunter, he actually was approached by Soar. You know, the, the you've heard of the org, um, uh, as to, to come on the Destiny team. He 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 eventually gets in, and then he says, "Hey, Kenny, you want you want want to join as well, right?" I'm like hell yeah, let's do it. And so I'm wearing their shit. I'm walking in Gillette Stadium um, versus the the Patriots. About to play Tom Brady. I'm wearing sore gear, and it's just kind of like ah, not really no love. Like we're not getting nobody's really getting paid much. It's kind of they're just kind of using the likeness and the brands of like all these creators and, and players. And I was just like, and we can do this shit ourselves, bro. Mm-hmm. So just we, I took you know a quarter mil, threw it in an LLC, and we dipped over and overnight. Their whole Destiny roster came with us. You know, they said left sword join G1, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And right then and there, we had a, we had an organization, but we weren't esports yet. And I felt like we needed to be in an esport to be an org. It How just, are you feeling about it now? I love it. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. All right, so um, sorry, continue, continue. Yeah, and we're being strategic, right? We're not just jumping into every game. We've had a lot of a lot of conversations about Apex, Rocket League. You have to start thinking that way. But it made too much sense when Halo came up because we had so much history between Hunter and Cody, um, and, and even me going back to playing with my friends and on freaking going after high school, plugging it up, playing pretty much all night, you know, my boys, they had long, long lasting relationships in Halo. So we knew we could build a team that could compete early. That was the whole thing. And I wanted to get in a game that we could build and kind of go from, we call it the trenches, passion pit, whatever, to the top, right? You don't, you're, it's not gate kept by franchising. It's not gate kept by, you know, how much money you have or who you are. Um, and I like that because yeah. it reminded me of kind of, kind of sports, right? Yeah. Um, so we build a team, right? And then, you know, we start operating the way we are, treating treating people the way they should be treated. You know, like you said, kind of like that, that Wu-Tang um, playing type of vibe, right? And then you start attracting more players. Oh, yeah. you, you upgrade your roster, boom, boom, boom. Um, and then all of a sudden you have a, have a top team. But um, it kind of just naturally happened organically, man. Um, yeah. Where, um, I, I, earlier I started talking about... Um uh, how we were looking at uh, Dan Gilbert and all these other people mm-hmm. we went. My my original thought was to to have a building because when when you brought up your yeah. your facility and how you're upstairs, yeah, yeah. what I wanted to do is to have like a, to build a building where the top three floors were all condos and shit for the players to live. Then you come down to the tra- training facility, and then all the way at the bottom is where you have your your storefront and your land center mm-hmm. and, and and that stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's cool that, that you have that going because like all my shit is separated. I have my my hex quarters here. Yeah. I have my garage over there, which is like my creative space where I spray paint and nobody gets bothered by it. Um, and then you know my my home from uh, seven minutes from here. But um, where, where where was I going with that thought? All right, so there's when, some more when, stuff in between. Yeah, so yeah, so, yeah mm-hmm. t- tell me about that. Right, obviously like I mean obviously 2020, yeah, soar, yeah. soar, then, yeah. leave, start the org. It's destiny. We get in a halo. Um, you know, now we're in Rocket League, mm-hmm. and then we recently got approached by this Trackmania. It's a global game. I ain't never heard of What's it. What's it called? Trackmania. I guess Ubisoft, Nadio, um, are the developers. It, apparently, it's a massive global game, but they came to us looking for a U.S. partner. They've never been in, I guess they've never been, um, had a partner team in the United States. They have pretty much Forge, but for tracks, and they compete at the highest level. I mean, I, I literally 
they showed me a video of the World Cup in Paris. It literally looked like the Super Bowl. Um, because of how many people were there? It was, it was ridiculous. You know, what? European esports. No, I do. I if do. you go to the ZR, ZRT um, championship cer- opening ceremony, it was ridiculous. And I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I started talking to the to, to their the, the game developer, the, the manager, and he was just saying, hey, we're looking for a team to represent the United States, a partner team. And I'm seeing Solari, Carmine Corp, BDS, they're all in, right? All of them. And I'm like, holy shit, this is a dope opportunity. And that probably came from Rocket League because we signed a, a team from Spain, right? And they noticed, and they noticed the content. Like you said, you're posting content every day. I post a lot of things that some of the things we do, some of the, the stuff we do with our players, I guess they noticed it, right? And they're like, okay, this 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 is the team. This is the org that that, that we want to spread in the U.S. market, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool because there's obviously there's bigger orgs, more reach. You guys, phase Cloud Nine. There's a lot of orgs, but they reached out to us and we're like, hell yeah. Um, so this year we'll be competing in it, and they've never had anybody from the U.S. I'm waiting for Matt to press play on one of these fucking videos. No, nah, that's sick, man. I, I didn't know much about it. <laughs> he's fine. I didn't he's know like, much about it, but the in-game branding, like from a sponsorship side, damn, it's ridiculous. And listen. You can, it's Forge. People can build these tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These skins. Anybody can. I'm like, holy shit, this game's going to be massive. And they have a lot of players already playing in the United States. Yeah. But nobody knows. You know what I mean? Still to this day, I'm super mad. I told the creative team to to create a video in which we're racing in uh, in Warzone or in, uh, what was it? Uh, Fortune, not Fortune Skip, the other one. Um, on rebirth, because there's a there's a there's a road that goes around the whole thing, and there's enough vehicles in there where all of Shotzi can race against everybody else, and you know people are gonna be throwing grenades and other shit. But no, they don't listen. They don't fucking listen to the creative genius. Yeah. So they have a circuit, and then it ends up the World Cups in Paris, and it's massive. You know, EU like, racing it, is, f- and it's you, you're talking brand deals and like these are yeah. corporate sponsorship deals that you know just kind of kind of like the NASCAR deal y'all did. Yeah. But they give you the in-game. If you're a partner team, you can put it like on the track. On these billboards, yeah, I, I really thought that was cool because a lot of games don't do that. Yeah, but yeah, and then we end up signing the number one driver in the world. I haven't announced it yet, but he's from France. I'll say that. Hell yeah, they're gonna be pissed. Good. BDS, Larry. There's nothing that. better than to make people mad. I don't know. We want to go you, global. Making them mad with, with nothing besides you being you. Yeah, just being me. Like, oh, you wait, you mad because I'm how'd being you, fucking you get awesome. Him? That's culture, on you. right? Yeah. Mm. So now we go from one esport, yeah, to th- to three. Right. And that's why it's been a whirlwind for me. Got it. So, you're, so Halo, Rocket League, and then this new Trackmania. Yeah. I wanted to get, I mean, Warzone 2, you know, we're going to venture. Obviously, we got yeah. Battle Royales, yep. Future of the yep. World. Thought about Apex. It's kind of mad. We were going to um, Rambo, that the guard team. Mm-hmm. I think they won yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I, talk, I was talking to Snipe down about yeah. possibly getting in. But yeah. they had some stuff with the... Uh, Profitability or the skins or orgs, and I didn't really even get into it. I'm like, ah, we're going to Rocket League. Can't, can't can't get into it, but I I'm mega like it, it just. I love the game though. I don't I don't I don't like when when people don't lead with common sense and and what's fair. Yep. Right. If it's fair and everybody wins, that's that should be goal number one. That way, when someone loses, you're not alone when you lose, right? It, exactly. There's, there's nothing worse than being in a partnership and only one person loses and the other one's just like, oh, man, you know, so it's, that. it's just it's, that's not fair. Um, and we really wanted to get an Apex, but... What I about Call of Duty? I had to make a strategic decision. Now, and I say Call of Duty, obviously, understanding... It's a little what bit... Yeah, I, yeah. I understand, obviously, but... I would love it. If if franchising wasn't a thing, would you be in 100%. Call of Duty? I, love, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yes, but it's... It's, they make it a lot harder, right? It's um, impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. What's, what's the fee? Twenty-seven and a half million dollars. And that's just and that and that is you can sign players. You can use that money right to build a team. Is no, that, that's just for that's them. just flat fee licensing. That's for them. Ooh, that's you buying the spot. I, I thought you could have. On top of, no, man. Time. No, no. We're we're paying to promote somebody else's game, somebody else's property. Now I have now the benefits. I are. have 
Uh, what? The guaranteed revenue streams, right? Brand deals, I guess. You who's, here, who's here, Matt? Uh, anyway, what were you saying? Like the what are the benefits? Uh, what being in a franchise league? So where there's legal legends. So as you see here, we have a, a monitor that has letters on it. Anyway, so where <laughs> I was uh, where I was going with that is that they, you know, but we, we're different. And I don't want to say what the benefits are from a specific thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I, look, I don't want to talk shit about the league, but it was just never. It's, it's I, I don't. I have so much to say on the fucking matter. Okay. And, and me I, I pointing to who's here and that it was just me. No, I get it. Not to I get answer it. your, yeah, 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 your yeah. question directly. We're just franchising leagues in general. I don't know much about yeah. any games. Dude, I don't know so what it entails. It started. It started with uh, with Overwatch. Okay, it started mm -hmm. with Overwatch, and they said it's gonna be twenty million dollars to get in, and. I knew then, because of an inside source, that Call of Duty was going to go the franchise way. Okay. Only reason why Optic ever looked for investors was because I didn't want to lose what I had built with my it's people. Actually, yeah. And I'm not a hater, so if one of my players gets a fucking mega offer, who am I to say something? Like, I'm not going to stop anybody from making paper because no. I would hate for somebody to stop me from making paper. Always. And if I'm not additive to their life, I got to do what's right and, and, and let somebody else do something, you know, more, more beneficial for 100%. them. So the second that they announced that it was going to be 20, my thought was like, that's an unproven esports and everybody's going to gamble $20 million. It must be fucking nice to be able to do something like that. But obviously me predicting what it was going to look like i said all right well we need to look for investment not for a fucking overwatch i wouldn't i, I, I personally wouldn't have done that uh, but definitely yeah. for call of duty because i we had we had a home in call of duty yeah. we had built something in call of duty um and i love call of duty it's my, my favorite game so because of the decision that activision made back then yeah. i was forced not forced i was put in a position where i had to get investment mm -hmm. not be the sole owner anymore of my company that I fucking blood, sweat, and tears into it. Yep. After after building Call of Duty for helping build Call of Duty for call it a decade, then they decide that I have to pay to still continue to participate. And Man. people, you know, uh, the 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 mega billionaires that can afford to they come just, in, yep. they got to, they got to they got they got a spot. But not Hector who has sacrificed, not Hector who has invested, not exactly. Hector who has fucking you know made this thing his life. He doesn't get to participate because the money's not there. I don't care. They don't they didn't give a shit that Optic was gonna sell more skins than whoever billionaire that owned whatever it was gonna be. Okay. Right? They didn't care about that shit. They didn't care about whether or not this billionaire was gonna bring an audience that was gonna keep this shit alive. They didn't give a fuck about that. That's crazy. But I had to make those decisions because I wanted to continue to participate in that, and not because of the game, and not because by then we were more than just the Call of Duty team. We were yeah. more than just the Minecraft team. We were like we're personalities on YouTube. Yeah, so, culture. Yep. you know, when when I was sort of put into this position, and then to sort of like experience what I've experienced in the last three years of this league, it's a uh, it's a little bit this disheartening. If I'm being honest, it's a little bit like once you peel, once you once you you know you you, you look behind the curtains. Yeah. You know, it's 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 not it's not a nice it's not a nice world to operate in. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's tough. Put your heart and soul, building the community. And yeah, the I mean, I've been to y'all's tournaments, the optic, the green wall, the chance. Yeah. Well, and we're having a an, an, we're having a, an event tonight. If you guys want to go, yeah, so, hang so, out. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's tough. Yeah, you had to be ready too. It almost forced your hand. Like the game that I love, yeah. I know I, I I'm gonna have to be out unless yeah. I come up with twenty million dollars. Yeah, tell me about that process. Like, how was it for you raising capital? And you had to do easy. it quick. You had to do it quick. Yeah. No. Well, you know, it was easy for us because we built something. We had a community. We had a real, we had a real business. Hundred percent. Right? We we 
we not only built an audience, but we, we built a community more than just the people that, that watched us. You know what I'm saying? So for us, it was easy because everybody wanted, wanted their hands in awesome. optic, right? Like we're, we're in, in, in Chicago, we were the, we had the sick, the second biggest social media footprint in the entire, entire city. Awesome. We had more, we had more than, than the bears, more than the Cubs, oh, more, yeah. you know, the bulls were the only ones that had that more than us. And insert that's because God was playing for them in the nineties joke in here. Um, but yeah, so like obviously for us it was it was easier to get investment or interest from people that wanted to invest in us because we had a proven model and we had a business that didn't need too much to operate in. Did, did you handle all the the, the like the pitching the, the and all majority, that yourself? The, the majority you have, of it, yeah. Did you have uh, a business partner? Or nah, ever help nah, you? Nope. I mean, we had a uh, uh, Jay who was a, a, a good who was a good friend of mine. He he uh, at, you know he he was brought in to just field as many emails and and opportunities as possible, yep. and then we went out to pitch him. Awesome. And uh, it was essentially just me pitching the dream of, of uh, what I would do with uh, with an investment and uh, with with the with the Gilbert group they wanted and I called the Gilbert group but it was like it was more than just uh, him they they ended up going with uh, with a hundred thieves in, in yeah. retrospect knowing now what you know nature has yeah. uh, and how good you know that yeah. that that business group is it would have been a really good idea for me to for me to go there knowing what I know now right hindsight is 2020 I could also say that if I would have fought a little bit harder to make people listen to me if yep. i would have forced if i would have used my power and forced my yep. hand for them to listen to us maybe infinite would have been something else but you know you 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 get you get tired of fighting for for certain things for too long and you just you know sort of throw your hands in the air and be like fuck it so gilbert approached you before nate shot uh, or you were talking to him before those that groups. happened yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just split off and then nate shot did that yeah 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 and, and good for him man you awesome. know like it, when i see the, the way that i see my my family yeah. is that you know nate would have only gotten to do so much with optic because he would have had to live within the confines of optic yeah, and, sure. and, and and me so for for a member of my family to go out and build what he has built like that's like that means like my my family's that much more powerful You're because yeah. you know w one of mine is winning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I could if I could snap my fingers and then Seth can have his own esports company and everybody else can have their own esports company and they're all successful, that's a win for me oh. because that's my my people thriving 100%. and succeeding. Um, and you can still work with each other. Yeah, you, you root for yeah, each other. Yeah. yeah. So. I know we're playing against each other. At which point, like then, for that one hour, we'll dap it up afterwards. You know for I mean? that one hour, you're not you're nothing to me. You're nothing. Uh, I get it. Yeah. So you know the the process of of, of raising capital is a is a tricky one also because no matter how simple you can explain it, no matter how much you can compare yourself to other people, they're still going to have their own mentalities about about the thing. If you have an old an old lawyer. Yeah. That's a friend of yours that knows somebody at, at, at mm -hmm. some franchise, and the franchise is saying it's like, hmm, I can either look at this tiny little ass organization over here or Optic, but Optic is just ran by this fucking Mexican dude, like <laughs> who the uneducated dude. Who am uh, I gonna pick? No, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? No, it's crazy. It's uh, which which is fine. When you have your own money, you can do what the fuck you want with it. You can pick whoever you want. Yeah, I do that now. Hundred percent. But you know, it's it's just sometimes I I see opportunities that could be better spent elsewhere. Yeah. And if I could put out a tweet that says, hey, before you invest in esports, check with me, and I'll give you free advice, I fucking would. But yeah. I'm also not a hater, and I can't- Can't be that person I, either. I can't take, I can't, I can't just be like, nah, don't go with them. 100%. Go here. The hardest you know? thing for me is like, I, I just don't, when they say, I just don't understand it, and they usually I just move on. 
You know what I mean? I'm sure you've heard guys that like, how, how does it work? They want to hear, they want to hear the numbers, and it's not. They don't understand culture. They don't yeah. understand what you're building. Uh, to this day, it's to this I'm day. Sure to this day can, is, I mean, is 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 uh, it, it's a it's a hard thing to explain. Even though, you know, you have a replicable model. They see it. They see it. <laughs> even though they see it, and you could be like, not not it's just not see real. it, not not yeah. just see it, but when they go to an event and then they feel it, still. They're right. still like, ah, oh, well, you know, I just like their plan better. It was like, okay, so you'd rather go with a theory mm-hmm. than a proven thesis. Yeah, it's, no, nah, it's crazy. Where's the fucking brain? Everybody knows it's the future. You see all these guys getting in, these big billionaires, right? And they're still like, I don't, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's going to suck for them, huh? Look, at the, at the end of the <laughs> day, they didn't get to where they're at without learning and making their own mistakes, 100%. right? So... Again, who am I to tell them how to spend their money? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who am I to change the way that they think about a certain thing? So the way that I see it now is, you know, you're, 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 I just, I just go about life saying, you know what? I'm just going to focus on me. Exactly. And if some, somebody else wants to do all the talking and all the stuff, whenever they're ready to dance, then obviously let's have a conversation. But when I bought Optic back, Two years ago to this day, to this day, today was the announcement, to the two-year anniversary of me announcing that yes. I got off the back. Um, you know, that entire year was, was fucking one of the worst years of my life, you know? Uh, if, you look at, if you look at my Pine Park uh, announcement, there's a moment where uh, somebody was recording me as I'm walking through the fields of, of weed, and I'm taking the worst phone call that I ever had, which was, you might lose everything right now. And it's not just me losing everything right now. It's me losing not just my stuff, but my family, mm-hmm. my extended family, and all of the people that, I, that, that, that oh, work man. for me, and a brand that I worked so Well, at the time, I didn't have it, but it was, it was, a, it was a very, very bad, bad, bad conversation. But... You know, it, it led to a really good moment over here, you know, where we're at. The first tournament that we come back, we win. You know, Cinderella story type Massive shit. regain, right? Yeah, massive <laughs> regain. No, that's awesome, though. I mean, that must have been tough hearing that. Because think about all the people that are like, man, oh, count on you. Oh, man. It was, I, I, I remember clearly, I, uh, it was a series of bad phone calls. But one of the worst ones that I had, I just, I, I was just, I, it was the first time that I felt like I, like I gave up. I was like, man, I, I, there's, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> yeah. So I, I left the hex quarters. I go to, uh, to, to my house and I said, fuck it. I'm just going to jump in my pool. Jumped in the bo- the bunny and I screamed as loud as I'm like, ah. Probably couldn't sleep in, rolling around your bed that night, right? No, my God. Nah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really good at sleeping. Really? Not, e- yeah. Even with stress like that? Oh, yeah. <sighs> I'm a, I'm a weirdo, man. Stress to me, like. Just I, you know, coming from where I came from, having money, not having money, having money, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that sort of thing. Like it's life is uh, life, life and the interest of it is uh, is good. There's the one quote from a guy from a character who's a who's a, actually a historical fi- figure. His name is Al Swearingen from the show Deadwood. Have you ever seen it? Mm. It's this western on HBO, fucking yeah. mega good, funny drama Let and everything. But uh, but he's got a quote that that actually I send anytime I see somebody like tweeting out like I'm at my lowest or but and, yeah, and you know some people that mm, you know well, try and, to and I try to motivate yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> gonna, every time I see that and it's, if it's a friend of mine then then I will I will reach out but if it's not somebody that I that I know or that might take this this uh, what I'm about to read to you as a, 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 in the wrong way I don't I don't send it to him but family members and uh, and Swearingen family members or friends of mine in the in the community of that like I send them this quote and some of them have uh, 
have uh, have read it. So it reads like this, and this is a very cool monologue that he had in the middle of the show. And he says, "Pain or damage don't end the world, or despair, or fucking beatings. The world ends when you're dead. Until then, you've got more punishment in store. Stand it like a man and give some back." This was this was two thousand and fuck man, like early, way before esports for me. And I went through my ups and downs in traditional corporate America, right? With the mortgage boom and the mortgage crash and yep. then all the rest. So I had my fair share of beatings and it just it's just like life. Life is your ups and downs. You're going to get beat down and you're either going to stand it like a man and punch back or you're just going to let go with the, with, the, with the wave of life and it's going to crash down upon you and drown your fucking ass. You got to fight back, like you said. Amen. And all the times, all the adversity, that's just more armor you're putting on, I feel like. Like I've been there. I've done that. Just like you said with the sleeping. Not stressed. I've been stressed. I've been broke. I've been not broke. Yeah, it's, back and forth. Yeah, no sleep. <laughs> like, I, right? I think I think for you guys, you you super athletes, it's more of a of a Hulk thing, right? Like how, how do you how do you how can you how can you live with that level of stress? It's like when the Hulk said, "It's like I'm I'm just always angry." It's like is yeah. that about? It's like normal. Yeah, it's just Being like I'm always angry. Stress. Is how do you normal. control that anger by being angry all the time? Yeah, you know. So I'm not saying be stressed all the time. Just which, hold it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some. There's some pain that you got to be able to control it, though. You yeah. Got responsibility, especially in this day and age. Man. Yeah. And, and you know what? There, there is obviously there, there is a lot of uh, benefits, and especially in the last couple of years with with men's mental health specifically. Oh, right. Yeah. Like the, these are true shits that we yep. don't, you know, Mexicans, you're not allowed to be not macho. Same thing. Especially you know what I'm saying? Athletes. Yeah. I, you're, you're, that, you're supposed to be an alpha male. I'm, I, I've never had like a conversation with another man like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Till like the last two years, yeah, and like, oh, this feels kind of good, yeah. But I, I was taught like, no, get up, mm-hmm. knock the dirt off. Like, That's it's, it. It's, yeah. you know, me, I keep that shit still to this day. The one was a couple, of, like, I, I started to like share a little bit more with like my wife, like on my stresses and shit, and I was just like, it just, if it, it felt good, but in the end, like, I think, I think it, it didn't make me as, it, it was like, it was like money to me. Me releasing some of the stress and some of my burden and some yeah. of my share, like me sharing that was like was like me getting money when I got money because I was better when I was hungry and thirty six years old and yeah. not and not knowing where Optic was going to be or whether or not I was going to be able to make something of it. Yeah. Than it was after I sold it and I made a shit ton of money. My mine came from a player going through something and me like have, wanting to relate and tell him like it's going to be all right. It wasn't necessarily hey I'm going to a therapist. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. more like he's going through this. I'm like, well, let me tell you about my story. Yeah. So he can you know it yeah. might uplift him. Um, but as far as like just sitting down yeah. and just no, nah, I don't do that. Oh. I hold it in. Yeah, and and you yeah. know what I try I try to ask all my boys. I try to ask everybody like you know how how they're doing and I, and I like it when they when they ask me. But I use, it's usually a hey, mind your own fucking business. You know, it's a jokingly better, right? But but yeah. you know I, I I do like that now more and more. There is a little bit more emphasis on 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 not on on not stopping being a man just by sharing how you're feeling and shit. Yeah. So. You know, little by little, that that becomes a little bit more out in the open. Hundred percent. I don't think it's ever going to be for me, where I'm just on Twitter and doing yeah, all that. Yeah. I just that's not me, man. Yeah. Um, but I it is an era me. thing, though, right? Like, I think, I think, uh, you know, how much better would you have been if you had, if we had the same ability to share? Right, like if you didn't have to carry the stress, because sometimes you use it as the fuel, yeah. But sometimes that weight, it's baggage. Yeah, slows you down. Exactly. You don't even notice it. Yeah. Know? No, yeah, you're right balance I'll right? never know <laughs> just, I'm just gonna keep going like the Hulk yeah alright so it, we, we keep I, I know it's a good podcast when it goes this way uh, right yeah, so yeah. to sort of recenter um, you know you, you had already been working on G1 as, you, as, as, yep. as, your, as, as your professional career then you decide I'm gonna leave 
the NFL to focus on this thing. I want to be the owner of the team, and I want to do good. I want to treat my players the way that I wish my own. I mean, I'm saying Same they, about the players yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, some of that I got from the NFL. Yeah, just it's a business. Like yeah. they'll tell a guy he's untradeable; he'll be traded the next day. You know, like Russell Wilson. What happened to him? Right? He's yeah. in Seattle. Franchise QB will never trade him. No, nah. going to the Broncos. Jesus, you get what I mean? And and I get you got to be business minded. Mm-hmm. Even in esports, obviously. I mean, if you want to, if you want to, you know, make some money, but you can still treat players the way you need to treat them. Absolutely, you can still have a relationship with them. You can still care about them outside of the sticks. Do you think he knew? He's Russell. What? Do you think he knew? Russell. Oh, Russell. That he was going to be traded. Yeah. Or they, them think, guys. Yeah. Because the, the, they'll be talking to the lawyers and blah blah blah. But I mean, anybody. Remember Peyton Manning? He hurt his neck. Mm-hmm. Cut. Peyton cold, Manning. It's a cold world. So that mentality for me, I'm like, wow. And it, it, it sucks because you get close to a player. I'm sure you've had it. But you know you, you got to cut him. Mm-hmm. How bad is that, right? Where it's like, man, it's my dog. And you're fighting. And you'll, you'll make up what reasons why he needs yeah. to be here. But it's like, the at worst the, end is, of the day, it's bigger than, it's bigger than just yeah, you know the Yeah, the worst is when you get one of your favorite players and then the rest of the team is just like, yeah, you know, he's, he's, he ain't it. He ain't it. <laughs> and it's not even a, he ain't it in, 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 a, in a bad it's way. Not, it's it's just like it's just not, not working out. Like when uh, when when formal had to leave, and uh, during, when the dynasty ended, yeah. and then we went through that that rough patch, and then formal just ultimately you know had to go. Karma had to go. Like that, that was a fucking it super hurts. hard day for me because you know formal what one of my favorite players of all time, but also like a fucking like one of my best friends in this fucking world, right? Especially yeah. now, uh, I, I think we're more we're, we're better friends today than we were back back then. Yeah. But even back then, like I like he and I always had the same sense of humor. So. Yeah. You know, for for him to have to go like Illy and 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 Dashy, right? Like when when they said it's like, hey, this is what we're thinking about. I was like, like it's like, but I'm like, I'm used to it. I've I've gone through it, and I know that it's gonna be okay. If it's it's gonna be okay, is 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 the way that I saw it. So you know, in situations like that, it is it is the worst. The the worst part of the job is is those. And you always hope that like they can stay with the or for however long right and now they can be a content creator but sometimes yeah. it doesn't work out they want to keep playing and now they're now they're playing for your arrival you know and sometimes they beat your ass yeah formal did yeah and it takes we, it personal and, and yeah but so that, that, that would have been super hard that was that's hard to deal with it's hard to want to be close to your players and hands-on but not to do you get what i mean it's uh there's a fine line between it yeah um and i'm still trying to learn and navigate that so that that's one of the, that's one of the things that suck the most about you know you asked me the benefits of the franchise league. I'm I, we're different right because we don't rely on that to do what we do, but some orgs do. Mm-hmm. But one of the worst things is the fact that people like you, people like Cloud Nine, people like TSM don't have Call of Duty teams, mm-hmm. um, and they have massive fan bases that some could translate into oh, yeah, you know supporting that. But when you when you sort of not gatekeep necessarily, but when when you when you turn that into like only twelve people get to do this, and there's no there's there's not gonna be any expansion, right? Like why? Like why? Why can't it be like you know? There's a, a sheet. There's a sheet right sheet there right with there, letters yeah. on it. Uh, yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I see uh, it right there. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I don't know. I I I, I just wish. That uh, that, that w- it would have been done differently, and we and we pleaded, right? Uh, like we, at the last minute before the Call of Duty League went live, Hasbro made a comment. I made a comment, and then we both mm-hmm. made comments, and we both were like, "We've been here. Let's let's not do that." Mm-hmm. And we changed it at the very last second, which was I think they wanted to have. 
it was some home game shit. I, I don't remember it, but it was it was the wrong thing to do. And so happy that they decided to switch it in the la- in the last minute because it would have been a fucking catastrophe. And you know when when you have a proven model. The last thing that you want to do in its startup phase is to change the trajectory of it because the trajectory of it, it's already been successful and it's in the right path. At this point, just water the fucking plant. Don't nip here. Don't nip there. Don't take it to a different, you know. It's crazy. Don't take it to a different room. Leave it where it's at. And that's exactly what they did with, uh, with Call of Duty. There's a lot of games that are like that. You're like, why didn't you just keep it the same? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't want to get into Halo, but even the old Halo games, some of the features they had yeah. a long time ago. Yeah it's not the same as it you know what i mean and i love that game i played when that game came out i'm a big believer in if i'm gonna get into esports i'm just gonna play it for hours yeah. and hours and hours and hours and hours yeah, yeah. i just i just i don't know i just love it <laughs> i'm not um, that good i'm sure i won't i'm sure i won't one day but just i don't know i feel like some some game titles whatever they just they fuck it up yeah <laughs> themselves you know the the thing there though and i've said this throughout the years is that you you can't you can't even blame them for the decisions they, that they make because they set out to create an interactive piece of artwork. It's a game. We turned it into a sport. So when they set out to be these creatives that are creating fun games, and we say, "Yeah, fuck your drawing." Yeah. No, this this is a sport. We're it's competing. not art. It's a sport. Yeah. Right. And now you're not no you're no longer a studio. You're a league, and you can't even have your own rules. You have to do our rules because we know. But it, it's a yeah. it's a it's a con- constant butting ahead. So I've in, in the last couple of years, I've become a little bit more, um, more accepting of the fact that you know we're all trying to find our place in this new world. Yeah. Uh, will will esports teams be valued like NFL teams and traditional sports? Absolutely. But we're not there yet. When you like, how long do you think it'll take? And what factors are the reason why we're not there? Well, we're not there yet because of uh, many different reasons, right? Let's take football. Uh, the only thing that changes in football is location, uh, turf versus uh, regular, uh, indoor versus outdoor. Yeah, yeah. Distance still remains the same. The ball's going to have the same gravity. Yep. It's going to have the Too random. Many factors. Yep. Yeah. Yep. In video games, Variable. in video games, you're changing weapons, you're changing maps, you're changing uh, the... I mean, everything. you name it, the universe the internet of it. might be yeah. different in this state. You yeah. know what I mean? Everything. Yeah, but I never take it. I never, I never discount the fact that there are geniuses out there who were able to create a universe in which, if I throw a grenade at this wall, it's going to bounce in the same exact trajectory Perfect. because of the tra- every single time it's going to land in this spot and explode. Don't I? I could uh, geniuses. Oh, I don't want right? to hear like, it. Literal <laughs> geniuses. Elon, call them something. Yeah, right? Something. So, so for us, it's like. I, as, as much as I understand that, uh, it is. The other thing is, like, it, we're, we're in development, right? Um, this is this is what our first decade into this thing, our first true decade into this Crazy. thing, where you know the Cowboys have been around for for how long, right? Like, it's, 80s, 90s, yeah, 70s, like super, like sixty 50s, years, I believe. 60s, Look it up, uh, Cowboys franchise. I'm tripping. Like, I don't even. Cowboys probably what Hunter, 1950, 60. Yeah. yeah. I said, hey, I'm tripping. That's like a newer franchise. Yeah, I'm trying to think like that merger was like uh, 1960. Okay, so the front, huh? That's when they joined. So that's crazy. Yeah, but the, look, to not use optic as the as a comparable, let's do uh, Cowboys. Oh, let's do the Rams. The LA Rams, right? Yep, LA Rams. Rams of Los Angeles. How many followers do they have on Twitter? Uh, 1.2 million. If you go look at 100 thieves. Oh shoot! Anybody pays? 
All their creators. I'm not going to go with face. They're not even close. I'm not going to do face. But <laughs> I'm going to do 100 Thieves. 1.2 million. How long have the Rams been around for, Matt? Long time. There's Longer St. Louis. Than, there was St. Louis yeah, before that. That's true. Well, let's just look. You don't need just just Rams football team. How when, when were they founded? Um, Thirty. Uh, well, nineteen forty-six. Next year, nineteen forty-six. Like, okay, so more than nineteen thirty-six is right there. Okay, it's the Cleveland Rams. So since nineteen thirty-six, they've had the opportunity to build a brand. They don't do it around their city, yeah, yeah. right? And they, throughout their history, have been able. To, and obviously, they didn't start out with the internet the way that we did. Exactly. But if you're saying that, you know, who has, if, if you're looking at Twitter alone, it's only the, the only platform that exists. Let's just say that. The Rams can sell one single t-shirt at 20 bucks to 1.2 million people. Well, 100 Thieves can do that also. Yeah. And they're not just for Los Angeles. 100 Thieves is global. Same with the face is global. Same with the G1 is global. Same yeah. with the, uh, the, the yeah. optics global. Yeah. So where is the value? So if they're valued at whatever it is that they're valued Millions, at today. Always. It, it, there is something to be said about the, the the opportunity that in just a a, a short amount of a ten year span, and hundred thieves is only like six years old. Exactly, two thousand seventeen. Yeah. Right. So you 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 sort of start to to draw a line of value from influence on your fans, influence on your supporters, influence on the community that you built, and then you sort of sort of draw the line and see where this thing's going to be. You can you can predict where the puck's going to be. Now, do you think that? Back in 1936, if the Rams had YouTube and Twitter and social media, do you think that they wouldn't have recorded every single uh, one of their their events, every single one 100%. of their story? 100%. Yeah. We have that advantage, right? So there is something to be said that we have the advantage because we have the power of the internet and there's nothing that's been ever been more powerful than this. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, is it going to be there? Yeah, sure. They don't Time. use it, though. You know, I think they have all these football. They don't have documentaries. Like, we have documentaries. Like, think about it. You, you might see one on Amazon sometimes. You yeah. might see a HBO, Hard Knocks. How come they don't press into content, compelling content? I don't understand. Like, just maybe they're not allowed because it's a franchise. I don't know. But teams just don't, they don't care as much about that content. I don't know. But think about it. Oh, I have. Aaron Donald, like, get to inside, you know, what Aaron Donald actually like some of these big big players how come there's not tons and tons of content around it who knows you get what i mean like think about the followers that i mean i don't know there's there's just it, it isn't a world that grew up on the internet the way that we did now if you look at twitter for example there was a period in time 2015 2016 that the biggest esports personalities that existed on the platform all came from call of duty all of them all of them and you can ask uh, my oh, brother shit. Richard Lewis, you can Thorin and all these other Counter-Strike people that have been around for longer, longer is yeah. that we, we ad adopted this thing and sort of said, this is the form to communicate. And we, we sort of took the, the, the step ahead uh, on that. But, you know, it's, it's the same thing with, with traditional sports teams. So where I was going with the thought is that we are going to get there. It's just a matter of being patient. Because you can't it, rush it. Yeah. All you have to do is survive, okay? All you have to do is, is, is never <laughs> yep. put your company in a position to where it cannot thrive Versus, and survive. Exactly. You're just done. Right. I've heard that so, so much. Well, they heard it from You'll make it. <laughs> survive. That, bro, it is. It is. And, and, you know, the hope is, the hope is that it does come to that, you know. And, and it's not just this, though, man. Like, it's, it's not just this. It's the fact that, 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 that some of these NFL players and, and LeBron and Brady are all buying pickleball teams. Yeah, I'm getting into that too. Are you? Yeah. Are you? Why? 
because I, I see I see the the demographic and what people are doing and I played it it's dope no I, I won my pickleball champion uh, the the season in my junior and year in high school and when you're in deal flow and you start hearing this I've heard the same thing over pickleball pickleball yeah. I, I'm, I'm I'm not gonna do I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. ignore it you know how it is but you gotta do it this way you gotta do it the way that you're doing it with that oh yeah you can't do it the way that they're gonna do it no no no, no. we gotta build it you gotta you gotta awesome. get it you're gonna you're yeah. gonna be way ahead if you use yeah. these tools oh, he's our model right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh crazy yeah pickleball's exploding especially in austin these yeah. leagues are starting to pop so up what was, sorry sorry to, to interrupt yeah, so what was what was the reason that you said i mean obviously from the obvious right that you were going to join a clan and you're like i could just do it on my own but what was it about esports that said you know what i'm i i, I see something here all the parallels from sports and esports it's the same stuff the same conversations i used to have in the locker and the same conversations i have with my teammates i talk i call discord the locker room when you're in the locker room like that's y'all's place blah mm -hmm, blah blah mm -hmm, mm -hmm communication just counting on your teammates you know what i mean yeah, but like, what's the opportunity all uh, that i just i didn't really i just didn't really worry about that when we first got in yeah and, then, and now i'm like like uh we're flying the plane but we're trying to put the wheels back yeah, on yeah, yeah, and yeah, now yeah. we're starting to okay we're starting to you know go straight ahead i didn't really i didn't think about all that and then that's it's just how i roll sometimes i was like yeah. you know what i haven't thought about every single revenue model that i could i don't care i didn't care i knew i was passionate about it yeah i knew my friends were passionate about yep. it I know there's a community of people that love it I know it's made an impact on the world like no other. Fuck it, let's run it, <laughs> you know? And then now I'm getting into all the, the small details and the things you have to do to be successful. But I mean, like I said, I've been through so much, like we'll figure it out. Like all that adversity, like I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna do what I need to do to figure yeah. it out. Well, man, I'm, I'm really happy that you decided to uh, to continue your journey in esports at a, oh, yeah. at a more meaningful level, yeah. uh, not just uh, being a part of it, but actually participating in it. Uh, you know, people with your background, people that have, have been in these big places, like have a lot to offer. Yeah. Because now you get to sort of apply everything that you've learned in, in the NFL, but also sort of reinvent it the way that you want it mm -hmm. because of esports and, and, and what you've learned. So. Um, thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate you. Unless you have anything else to say, any questions? No, man. I appreciate you having me Dude, on. Dude, thank you so much, man. This won't be the last long time, over, I hope. Long, long overdue. overdue. Amen. Long, honestly. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's great, man. Appreciate you having me. Cool. Uh, I'll visit you in in, uh, in Austin one day. You gotta come, man. Anytime oh, yeah. I'll have some tacos ready for you. Fuck. Cool. Yeah, don't show me the gym, though, okay? Because I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Taco. Taco right. truck. Amen. All right, boys and girls, thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please remember to not leave without leaving a like. All the information for his uh his Twitter, his, all the G1 will be in the description down below. Uh, make sure to check it out. If you like it, follow. Uh, and if not, shut up. Don't say anything about yeah. it. And that's what I tell him. Like, if you don't like my content, don't tell no one. Nobody will. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.